0: Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, June 18th, 2023, and this is day 1915 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and glorify you and praise you above all others with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you for creating us in your image. Thank you for creating us to to be able to overcome the storms of life. Help us, Father, to trust you in every single thing that we may be dealing with or going through. I thank you, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today. That it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is storms will come. Absolutely. They're going to happen and storms are going to help us to grow as well. But in the midst of it, you may not notice the growth, you know, <laughs> it may be extremely difficult. We're coming out of 1 Samuel chapter 25, verses 1 through 44. This is about Abigail and Nabal and David. And this is one of, another one of my favorite Bible truths. So that's 1 Samuel uh, chapter 25, verses 1 through 44. So it says, now, uh, let me start at verse two It says a certain man in Maon who had property there at Carmel was very wealthy. He had a thousand goats and three thousand sheep, which he was shearing in Carmel. His name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman, but her husband was surly and mean in his dealings. He was a Calebite. And also Nabal's name means fool. When David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So he sent 10 young men and said to them, Go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Say to him, Long life to you. Good health to you and your household. And good health to all that are in yours.'" Now I hear that it is sheep shearing time. When your shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them, and the whole time they were they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. Ask your ask your own servants and they will tell you. Therefore, be favorable toward my men since we come at a festive time. Please give your servants and your son David whatever you can for them. So this was a very kind greeting and hospitality, just saying, hey, can you support us as we supported you, your folks when they were um, doing what they need to do? Now we have uh, to come and, uh, and, and do what we need to. So can you please uh, help me and my men Verse 9, when David's men arrived, they gave Nabal the message in David's name. Then they waited. Nabal answered David's servants, Who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and water and meat <clears throat> I have slaughtered from my shearers and give it to them coming from who knows where? David's men turned around and went back. When they arrived, they reported every word. David said to his men, each of you strap on your sword. So they did, and David strapped on his as well. About 400 men went up with David, while 200 stayed with the supplies. One of the servants told Nabal, told Abigail, Nabal's wife, David sent messengers from the wilderness to give Our master, his greetings, but he hurled insults at them. Yet these men were very kind to us. He says, so they did not mistreat us as treat us. And the whole time we were out in the fields near them, nothing was missing. Night and day. They were a wall around us. The whole time we were herding our sheep near them. Nothing. Now think it over and see what you can do. Because disaster is hanging over our master and his whole household. He is such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. So the servant went and let Abigail know. He knew that... There was no getting through to his master. He was wicked and evil. And not only that, he was bringing disaster upon the whole household. Not only upon himself, because David was out with his 400 men coming to kill him. Because he would not reciprocate the kindness that David showed his men. And so it says, Abigail acted quickly. She took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five dressed sheep, five sears of roasted grain, and 100 cakes of raisins, and 200 cakes of pressed figs, and loaded them on donkeys. Then she told her servants, go on ahead, I'll follow you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. As she came riding her donkey into a mountain ravine, There were David and his men descending toward her, and she met them. David had just said, It's been useless, all my watching over this fellow's property in the wilderness so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. May God deal with David, be it ever so severely, if by morning I leave alive one male of all who belong to him." When Abigail saw David, she quickly, you notice quickly with her, how she understood the importance of the moment, of that time. Even though that storm was hitting so quickly, she also quickly responded. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, Pardon your servant, my lord, and and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. Please pay no attention, my lord, to that wicked man Nabal. He is just like his name. His name means fool, and folly goes with him. And as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my lord sent. And now, my lord, as surely as the lord your god lives, as you live, since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands. May your enemies and all who are intent on harming my Lord be like Nabal, and let this gift, which your servant has brought to my Lord, be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's presumption. The Lord your God will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my Lord, because you fight the lord's battles and no wrongdoing will be found in you as long as you live she is pleading her case in such an amazing wise way she knew about david she knew that he was going to be king from the way she is talking and she knew how to be transparent and let him know, hey, first she came with gifts. She humbly bowed down. She knew exactly what to do. It says, verse 29, even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my Lord will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God. But he lives, but the lives of your enemies, he will hurl away as from the pocket of, of a sling every time i read this i cannot help but hone in on this part as from a pocket from a sling so that's how david killed goliath with a sling (laughs) she knew what she this woman was absolutely amazing she knew she was pleading not only for her own life but everybody else's life in that household so verse 30 says, When the Lord has fulfilled for my Lord every good thing he promised concerning him and has appointed him ruler over Israel, my Lord will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed or of having avenged himself. Mm. So he, she's saying, once you become king, you won't have this on your conscience of killing and murdering all these people. Wow. And the other thing was, you will not avenge yourself. You see, God says, vengeance is mine. And that's what we have to always remember. We don't need to take it into our own hands. God is going to take care of it. And when the Lord your God has brought my Lord success, remember your servant. David said to Abigail, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Praise the Lord. Look at how that her obedience worked just that quickly. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has kept me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. Then David accepted from her hand what she had brought him and said, Go home in peace. I have heard your words and granted your request. When Abigail went to Nabal, he was in the house holding a banquet like that of a king. He was in high spirits and very drunk. So she told him nothing at, at all until daybreak. That further shows the wisdom of Abigail. She knew when to speak and when to be quiet. She knew that it was worthless to say anything to him in that state of mind. He would not have been able to even receive it. Verse 37, then in the morning when Nabal was sober, his wife told him all these things and his heart failed him and he became like a stone. About 10 days later, the Lord struck Nabal and he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, praise be to the Lord who has upheld my cause against Nabal for treating me with contempt. He has kept his servant from doing wrong and has brought Nabal's wrongdoing down on his own head. Then David sent word to Abigail asking her to become his wife. her his servant her his servants went to Carmel and said to Abigail David has sent us to take you to become his wife and of course she went. Isn't that powerful? All its went from you know everyone just living life like normal, and then one person caused all hell to break loose by their evil, by their uh, attitude. And brought harm upon that whole household. And quickly, Abigail acted and changed the trajectory of everything. So let me go to my notes here. Wow. Point number one. (laughs) When a major storm is forecasted, we take precaution. Or at least we should. If not, we stand to lose our lives. For example, when a hurricane is forecasted, people are warned to make their way to safe locations. There will be those, though, who stay behind in rebellion, or maybe because they can't afford to leave, whatever the reason they choose to stay. Oftentimes, many of them lose their lives. Abigail, a wise woman with a foolish husband, yielded to doing the right thing, even though her husband refused to. If Abigail had not taken quick action, her whole household would have been destroyed. Even through the storm, her gifts took center stage. That was wise, sensible, and capable, and a persuasive speaker able to see beyond herself. She was able to function in her gifts, even in the storm. Wow. We too have the capability through the power of the Holy Spirit to maneuver through the storms of life. Many times, tough situations bring out the best in people. You really don't know what you're made of until you go through the storms of life. And they help to condition us and strengthen us, even when we don't recognize it at the moment. But when we come through it, we are like, even David, he went through that storm where he had to shift and make a change. And he realized after talking to Abigail, he said, you know what? basically you're a wise woman and thank you because that would have been bloodshed on my hands and I don't need that. And then he and then God acted. You notice that? We can also see through Abigail's example example that one does not need a prestigious title to play a significant role. God uses ordinary people every single moment to get his work done. Point number two, what storms are you encountering? Sometimes God will allow a storm to take place in our lives, to shift us in our thinking, in our career choices, in our living situations, in the way we handle our finances, in the people we associate with, in our perspective of others. Maybe some of the very people who look down on uh, some of the people that, have looked down on us God allows us to go through what they are going through to see what it's like to be in their shoes yeah or maybe I'm sorry I got that my own nose kind of twisted here but you know maybe we've looked down on others and God is allowing us to go through something to see what it's like to be in their shoes in our self-esteem in our sometimes we feel like you know what I am struggling in self-esteem, um, you know, in our abilities. You know, there, there are times uh, when we're not able to do certain things or we feel like we cannot. Uh, there are times in our lives where God is teaching us how to maneuver through the storms. Point number three, endure, enduring a storm takes the boldness of God. He will give you the strength to stand up against anyone or anything, speaking truth at all cost. Abigail stood up to David, knowing he could have killed her for doing so. David even praised God for Abigail's wisdom, her tenacity, her quickness and commitment to standing in the gap. David said to Abigail, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has kept me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nabal would have left been left alive by daybreak. And I just wanted to give that one scripture again, because it's so powerful how he praises the Lord, how he honors uh, Abigail, and he's truthfully lets her know what he was about to do. And it was because of God that kept him from doing it. He knew to glorify God. So it's time to stop pondering about what the Lord has given you to do. It's time to act quickly. Don't worry about what others are doing or what they are not doing. God will take care of them just as he did with Nabal. Remember, 10 days later, the Lord struck Nabal and he died. Who's your Nabal? Trust God and let him handle it in his own way. And I'm going to also say in his own timing. The first of this year, we went through a storm, for me anyway, for for Transition Zone Um, our funding got held up and God knew what was, what was happening and he allowed it for a reason. It was a season of about three to four months with no funding to, for me, uh, for us to efficiently or I shouldn't say officially, but for us to function at our fullest capacity, uh, paying our staff, um, paying our youth, um, Paying myself, you know, everyone. This is our job, but also it's 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 a mission that God has given me to do, along with a team of amazing people, uh, contractors who work with us, and of course our youth that we pay a stipend to of a hundred dollars a week during the summer and twenty five dollars for Saturdays as we teach them uh, these. Four basic modules, actually five, life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation skills, human and sex trafficking awareness, along with DIY projects is something we just added after the storm hit. So during the storm, it got pretty rough because, you know, I'm counting on, uh, as we count on paychecks to pay bills and, you know, grocery shop, all the things that we need to do. God was allowing me to go through a time where I wasn't able to count on that pay, Uh, and he said, continue doing the work. I will bless you to do the work. You must do what I'm calling you to do, and don't stop. And so this is what God instructed me to do, and it came down to the point of, okay, so we have our, our wonderful a uh, young woman that teaches dance, or uh, another young woman that teaches art, and a and a gentleman that teaches leadership skills uh, during the summer, uh, and 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 then uh, of course you know talking to the youth and saying we don't have the money now to pay anybody, and so in order for us to continue doing the work and doing it at a hundred percent, so I talked to each of the contractors that were working. For us during the the fall and winter on Saturdays, and letting them know, and they said, "We will continue. You don't have to pay us right now." And I told them we should have funding coming in later, and we should be able to take care of. They said, "We're we're not worried about that." So these people, these amazing people, said they would do it at no charge at that time for four months. That's what they did, and then. We, I had just hired on a grant writer to help us to keep money coming through, you know, because it was getting very difficult for me to do that and still run the program. And so God blessed us with an amazing young woman who writes grants. And uh, she was fairly priced and I wasn't able to pay her either. And I talked to her and said, hey, once funding comes through, can I take care of you afterward? But you still continue to write the grants. She said, yes, I'll do that. But you see how God did it. And and God said, go to the people and let them know right away. Don't hold off. Don't ponder. Let them know because you've got work to do. Classes still have to go on. And then it was the youth, our precious youth. I let them know on one Saturday that we don't have the money right now to pay them. I said, but once it comes in, we will make sure to take care of you. I don't know if we'll be able to do the back pay either, but we will make sure Going forward, it will take care of you. Do you know that, and I talked to the parents too, do you know that every single one of those young people and their parents said, we still want our students in this, whether they get paid or not. This is good teaching for them. And the youth, one of the parents told me that her son said, I don't come for the money. I come because I like it. And it just blessed my heart. You know, I would not have known that had it not been that situation uh that seemed negative like a storm in my life i would not have known how much uh, these wonderful people uh were so kind and loving i already knew that about them but to see them truly walk it out with me it meant so much and it blessed my heart so much and when funding did come through god blessed us to be able to pay every single person back every penny that they uh that they were old, even the young people, everyone got their back pay. And so we were able to get get grants you know written. and now the grants are coming through and we're able to get through the year teaching and doing our DIY projects, the new one coming up that we'll be doing our first class on uh, July 17th for five days. And we were blessed with money to get 100 girls toolkits and to pay them to come to the trainings. It has been amazing. And then we just got a notice that we got funding to continue to do our second summer session. I had started off saying uh, to people, we'll be doing our second summer session if our funding comes through. Here's what the Lord said, and I want you to listen to this really carefully because I know God is telling you this because you know how things can change. So you'll, you'll cover yourself or you'll, you'll pad it to say, if it comes through. God said to me, you're not speaking in faith. You're not functioning in faith by saying, if it comes through. He said, you let people know we're going to do that second session. You're going to do it. And trust me to provide that funding. And so I began to say, you can sign up for that second session if you want to. (laughs) We already have about 20 youth signed up for the second session. And God brought it through. Just Friday, got a call from the United Way saying, we are going to support that. And it's going to help support even a lot of our fall sessions. I said, thank you, Lord. God always comes through. Even when it seems hopeless, even when it seems like there is no way out, like there is death knocking at the door, God is saying, trust him and do it the way he's given you to do it. And don't wait. Don't be lackadaisical. Don't just sit around. Get busy doing it right now. All right. Now, if you don't know Jesus, y'all, that is the very first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, boy. U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org. To see what we're doing with our youth, we, as I said before, we teach the the modules, life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship, development, peer mediation, human and sex trafficking awareness, along with our DIY projects. Listen, you all have been an amazing blessing. You have continued to support us, and we are so grateful to each and every one of you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts.